A man has divorced his wife for cooking him too many noodles. A hot dog stand owner was snubbed by the neighborhood sausage fest. And Winnie the Pooh, bloodied and cuffed museum exhibit, sparks police outrage. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm Jonesy. Thank you for joining me. What's your name? What's your no? Seriously, what's your name? A man divorced his wife for cooking him noodles every day. I don't know why you would divorce your lovely wife for cooking you noodles every day. I would love for someone to cook me noodles every day. Where's the Where's the noodle cooking ladies? Sign me up for that. This story is out of India, by the way. Maybe people just don't like noodles in India. I don't know much about it. A judge, though, in India says a man divorced his wife for cooking him instant noodles every day. Principal District and Sessions Court Judge M.L. Raghunath recounted this incident at a court in Malavadi Vijayanagar, located in Misuru, in the southwestern region of India. I think I nailed all of those. Um, I'm going to pat myself on the back. That's how you pronounce Indian regions. Raghunath, the judge, said that uh, he was the district judge in Balari. He attended what was called a Maggi case, M-A-G-G-I case. Perhaps that means divorce. Uh, He did not provide information on the date of the case or the names of the couple involved. Uh, He said uh, that the man claimed his wife would buy packets of Maggi noodles. Ooh, He's calling, oh, it's Maggi noodles. Maggie doesn't mean divorce. It's a brand of noodles. See, we're learning as we go. I'm dumb. All right. Maggie is a brand of instant noodles. His wife would buy packets of this and serve them to him for, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner throughout their marriage. Well, how long did this go on for? And did you notice that she was doing that during the dating process as well? Although these are arranged marriages, right? So perhaps you don't even know very much about your wife before you're hitched. And vice versa. You don't know much about your husband. And then you find out these things during the marriage. Um, uh, Another reason, along with many others I can think of, for arranged marriages to simply be abolished. I just think it's ridiculous behavior. It's it's a little too old school and primitive, in my opinion. And you end up in situations like this. Like, you don't even know if your spouse can cook. And then now you're together and it's like, instant noodles? Again? Huh. I didn't know you did this. Yeah, you didn't know you did this because you didn't meet me until I did this. I mean, <laughs> isn't that strange? You have no idea what the the sort of the habits of the individual are until you're living with them in a living situation, which is the absolute worst time to learn about their habits. <laughs> it's like you walk you walk home from work and you're like, "Hey, I didn't know you did this." Yeah, I do this every day. You didn't know me. I take yodeling lessons online. Yodelay, 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 from four to six. Enjoy my life. Okay, it says here in the Maggie case, also known as the instant noodle caper, the couple divorced on mutual consent um, under India's Special Marriage Act of 1954. Divorce by mutual consent requires both parties to live separately for one year and agree to dissolve the marriage. So you have to live apart for a year and then... Decide, like, I don't like you, and I think we should try to live away from each other for a year. Let's just see if we really hate each other. Okay. 
after a year. Cut to a year. Do you still hate me? Yeah, I hate you too, so let's do it. Let's, here's the paperwork. Now, we have some statistics on divorce in India. A 2018 study showed that the divorce rate was 11%. The same study showed that the U.S. recorded a 50% divorce rate. Yeah, you try and beat us. We're leading the league in divorce rates over here. <laughs> Definitely leading the world in divorce rates in, in the U.S. <laughs> oh, yeah. But while India's divorce rate is low, they say, uh, the judge claims most Married couples have been trying to call it quits in the past few years. This is a new trend. Divorce cases are increasing drastically over the years, says the judge. Couples have to stay together for at least a year before seeking divorce, as you know. If there was no such law, there would be divorce petitions filed directly from the wedding halls, he said. Yeah, because a lot. Of, I would imagine that might be the first time you're even seeing the person you're supposed to marry because it's an arranged marriage. Well, I mean, you should at least see a photo first, right? So, listen, uh, you're you're about to marry my son. I'm going to text you a photo. <laughs> you think he's ugly? Well, too late. <laughs> the judge added that divorces are more prevalent in urban areas rather than rural villages, because apparently in the rural areas, women have very little independence and they have a fear of society and family sentiments. Um, which forced them to just deal with the situation. But in cities, women are educated and sometimes financially independent. So there are more divorces. I'm sorry, fewer divorces. Uh, women in India in the urban areas are becoming more career-oriented. But many men still expect their wives to fulfill traditional roles. So this is a, it's a nightmare situation with this arranged marriage in developing countries. It's like uh, as women around the world see that, hey, they they have options elsewhere. Why why do I have to deal with this? Why am I forced to marry this dude? Why am I forced to stay in this terrible marriage? Why am I forced to stay in this place where men just dominate? Like, screw that. I'm uh I'm gonna be misindependent, just like the song. I like that song. Ooh, there's something about the kind of woman that wants you but don't need you. <laughs> Guys, loving it? Cause she walk like a boss, talk like a boss. Okay, bye. A hot dog man claims he was snubbed by the neighborhood sausage fest. Controversy has dogged the Windy City Hot Dog Festival scheduled to take place this week in Portage Park. Portage Park is located in, let me check. Chicago, Chicago. Okay, so we have the Windy City. I should have known. I'm so stupid. Windy City. Duh. Where is it, Josie? Oh, let me check. Oh, let me check. Chicago. <laughs> okay. He's, uh, this guy owns a popular neighborhood hot dog stand. He claims he was overlooked by the hot dog festival's organizers. He feels very slighted. Even though this hot dog festival is taking place right outside his front doors. The Six Corners Chamber of Commerce, organizers of this hot dog festival, invited eight hot dog vendors from around the city to spend the weekend on Milwaukee Avenue. Uh, he, they were invited to hawk their dogs and to compete for the title of festival favorite. But Mr. Bobby Morelli, who's owner of the Hot Dog Box, which is a local favorite, uh, he says he was not among the hot dog vendors invited to the hot dog fest. This is... This is blasphemy. Scandalous. How do you not invite the hot dog box 
to the hot dog festival in Chicago. Come on now. I've had it. I've had a hot dog box dog. Pretty good. No, I haven't. Never even been to Chicago. Now, Bobby Morelli told his media, his social media, he's got some followers apparently because his hot dogs are absolutely tremendous. He told his followers about the snub earlier this week and then outrage followed. Of course, outrage because he's got he's got a, a good wiener and it should be allowed in the wiener festival. Uh, it says here, it's difficult to say if the online criticism will affect the festival's bottom line. Oh, does Bobby have enough followers to take down the festival? Bobby says he first became aware of the festival when he noticed a promotion for the event on the marquee at the nearby Portage Theater. Here's a quote from Bobby. How would they have a hot dog festival blocking off our street, not even informing us about it before they went public? They're allowing all this competition to come into this neighborhood and literally sit in front of the hot dog box? Are you out of your mind? I don't want to believe it was malicious, you know? But it's still very perplexing to me that they would have a hot dog fest and not invite one of the bigger hot dog stands that's right in their own backyard. Now, puzzled by what felt like a snub from the Chamber of Commerce, whose offices are just down the block from the hot dog box, Morelli took to... Facebook to express his concerns when the chamber leaders began receiving negative feedback about the hot dog box's absence online. Oh, it sounds like Morelli's got some followers that reached out to the chamber on his behalf. Bobby says they, that the chamber apologized for the oversight and, and they asked if his followers and him could remove the comments that they were making. Um, Bobby acquiesced but declined a belated information uh, invitation rather to participate in the festival yeah at that point you're like oh now you're gonna invite me hello i'm the hot dog box owner i should have been part of this from the get-go from the jump and besides you only have eight hot dog vendors like that's a very small hot dog festival you should open it up to more hot dog vendors and sausage vendors for that matter Ah, oh, hell, let some burger people in. I mean, this is you only have eight vendors in your hot dog fest. This sounds like a crappy hot dog festival. It hasn't even happened yet. I'm going to tell you right now, don't expect a big attendance at your eight hot dog vendor hot dog festival. It's really an insult. I mean, here's how you organize a hot dog festival, all right? If I can eat a hot dog from each vendor, you don't have enough vendors. That's it. I've never organized a hot dog fest, but you at least should have that rule. I want so many hot dog vendors that I can't even eat a dog at each one. I'll, I'll die. And a further kick in the teeth is that none of these eight hot dog vendors that are in the festival, which is taking place in the Six Corners neighborhood, are from the Six Corners neighborhood. But Bobby Morelli is. How about that? I went to the website for the hot dog fest, which I'll post a link to. They're having a hot dog eating contest. How many dogs can you eat in five minutes? They'll give you a trophy. Ooh, there's also some entertainment. What sort of hot dog-related entertainment? Well, mariachi band at 12.30 p.m. on Saturday. At 2 p.m., something called The Stash, which is probably an indie band. Everyone has a stash in the band. Hard to eat a hot dog with a stash. You know, you're going to get that mustard on your stash. Get a hot dog eating contest. And, of course, they're going to give away the top dog award to the best hot dog vendor as voted by the people. None of which are Bobby Morelli. And let me tell you something that don't sit well with me. Uh, on Sunday at 4 p.m., something called Cashmere, which I like to think is a Led Zeppelin cover band, but I'm really not sure. 
Let me end the story uh, by telling you what I put on my hot dog, okay? We're going relish, okay? And spicy brown mustard, please. Spicy brown. Don't give me that yellow stuff. That yellow mustard, people are still eating that? I ate that as a child because it, I didn't know any better. That's, first of all, it looks radioactive. Why would you put that in your body? I mean, that's right up there with Mountain Dew. You shouldn't be drinking Mountain Dew or eating yellow mustard as an adult. Hello, take charge of your life. What's wrong with you? And now for the Weenie Man song. I know a Weenie Man. He owns a Weenie stand. He sells most everything from hot dogs to buns, 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 buns. Someday I'll join his life. I'll be his Weenie wife. Hot dog, I love that Weenie Man. <laughs> I love it. A bloody Winnie the Pooh piece of artwork is sparking outrage. A very controversial, 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 sha, 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 sha. controversial painting. And a Cincinnati art museum has sparked outrage as law enforcement is requesting the painting be removed from its exhibit. Can you believe that, Chase? Let me start over. A controversial painting at the Cincinnati Art Museum has sparked outrage. Law enforcement has been called. Imagine calling the police on a painting. Are you okay? And... They requested that the painting be removed from the exhibit. Law enforcement is requesting that the painting be removed. Yeah. Let's allow the police to decide what is art. <laughs> what, what is worthy of being displayed in an exhibit? What is this, huh? It's very George Orwellian. The painting in question is part of a larger ex exhibition at the Cincinnati Art Museum called Black and Brown Faces Paying Homage to... Uh, this is an exhibition organized by Palooza Noir, which is an organization that focuses on enriching the lives of people of color. Okay, that sounds like a good thing to do. And artwork is something you can, you can uh, go to when you're trying to enrich people's lives. Art is one of the few petals that we're allowed to touch in our culture when it comes to creating change. They like to think that we can make change politically by giving us the illusion that voting actually does something. But at the end of the day, we're kind of choosing between one rich asshole and another rich asshole that doesn't really have the interests of the actual common people in mind, as you know. Uh, so artwork is a thing that we have at our, uh, our, our uh, disposal, and uh, which is why I feel like when it comes to art, you're not allowed to touch that. Art is for us. And to have authorities come in and say, no, you cannot, cannot express yourself this way or express yourself that way. Just for the record, I am extremely against this you know, to the point where I would fight over this. I will physically fight for this. Now, let's get back to the painting in question here. What is causing the uproar? Well, the painting depicts the characters Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Tigger, Rabbit, and Eeyore. Uh... In the painting, Winnie the Pooh's got handcuffs on and is lying on the ground in what appears to be a pool of blood. Piglet is depicted behind him, dressed as a police officer, pointing a gun directly at Pooh. In addition, Tigger stands in front of Winnie the Pooh, holding a sign that says, Off the Pig. All right, so this is clearly offensive to police officers because it's, you know, it, we know what they're saying here. It's, uh, it's like a la uh, Colin Kaepernick kneeling at an NFL game. It just causes an uproar. Uh, now, Cincinnati Fraternal Order of Police President Dan told the media, it's abs it absolutely is mind-blowing to me that we're there, that we're there in society, that 
that can be seen as artwork. It makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. Uh, you've never heard of controversial artwork before, sir? Where have you been? Living under a rock? <laughs> it's, it's like, do you know who Banksy is? Are you aware? <laughs> what, how art has been used historically? Hello? Have you heard of Rage Against the Machine, officer? <laughs> so naive. Dumbass. Now, President Dan says, despite his belief in the freedom of speech, oh, yeah, really, freedom of speech, you believe in that? He asked the museum to remove the artwork. He says, I'm taking advantage of my freedom of speech and saying, take that down. <laughs> Do you realize what you're saying? You know what I mean, the hypocrisy, President Dan. <laughs> Dan says that the painting is saying that cops are murderers which I know that is a total fabrication and a total lie. Oh, really? I think some courts have decided otherwise lately. Uh, he's, he says, I, I'm getting angry again. This to me is unbelievable. Ooh, pr President Dan is getting angry, guys. Watch out. I'm sure he's got an AR-15. Now, the Cincinnati Art Museum released a statement. Please tell me you're not folding to President Dan, Cincinnati Art Museum. Uh, they say... Palouse Noir intended for this exhibition to bring the community together through conversations about challenging topics. This partnership supports Cincinnati Art Museum's mission as an institution. Through the power of art, we contribute to a more vibrant Cincinnati by inspiring its people and connecting our communities. We fundamentally oppose any violence against police or community members. We believe that free expression is foundational in dialogues and community, community partnership. Good. They also interviewed the artist... Magnus Giuliano. What an amazing name. Magnus Giuliano. Sounds like a Roman soldier. Are you not entertained? Look at my painting. Uh, according to the media, Giuliano dressed up in a pig costume over Zoom to make a statement. <laughs> Hilarious. Magnus said, I want people to take away what they want to with this art. Humanity is a joke right now if we're more upset over a painting than police brutality, black people being hurt. Yeah, Magnus is right. Humanity is a joke if we're more upset over a painting than, I don't know, school shootings or <laughs> insert other joke that we're experiencing right now. It's, it's not even a joke. It's a serious, it's a serious damn, I'm not going to say nuisance. That's not the word. It's a calamity. Terrible. I don't even want to talk about it. This is supposed to be an uplifting podcast. I apologize. Let's learn something about Winnie the Pooh being used in artwork. Winnie the Pooh has been used as a figure to depict political and social justice messages before. The bear has been depicted as a symbol of resistance among those who oppose the ruling Communist Party in China. Well, how about that? I didn't know that. Uh, actually, President Xi Jinping banned the film Christopher Robin from being released in China in 2018. He was so upset about it. In 2014, a town in central Poland banned Winnie the Pooh from becoming a playground icon due to the bear's improper attire and, quote, dubious sexuality. <laughs> Why? Because he's wearing a half shirt and nothing else. It's a bear, idiot. Dubious sexuality. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know about you. I've never seen him and Tigger get it on, but what do I know? Uh, more recently, a new horror film titled Winnie the Pooh, Bloody, uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey has excited horror film fanatics and some reports say the film will be released later this year. I actually saw an ad for this film and I thought it was amazing. I was going to share the trailer in the Patreon because I love weird stuff like this. A Winnie the Pooh horror film. 
<laughs> Doesn't that sound amazing? I'm so all about it. I mean, I have weird tastes. Anyways, I took this story to a very crazy place, and it's way too long. I apologize. Let's end it. Player in the game, but I'm making my own rules. That's right. Hi, it's your host, Jonesy. I'm highly caffeinated and sweating my cojones off in a closet. You're welcome. You're welcome for sacrificing my life. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for dealing with the long rants. I was a, as I say, I'm extremely caffeinated today, so went a little haywire. Uh, I'll keep the outro brief as a result, and I will say that I'm going to publish some phone calls after this, so if you want to hear some calls from listeners, stick around for that. If you want to call the show, 646-450-2012. We are all inclusive here at Weird AF News. Call and express yourself. Just try and keep the language you know, under control a little bit, okay? Uh, if you'd like to email me, it's funnyjones at gmail.com. Send me articles. And then if you don't mind uh, telling a friend or a neighbor or an arresting officer about Weird AF News, Maybe you're going to be part of a jury today. Well, tell them while you're sequestered about Weird AF News. Suggest it as a podcast to listen to. It opens minds, opens doors. It's good for your life, man. Hey, Jonesy. This is Becca in New Braunfels, Texas. I just wanted to say hi to you. I wanted to give a little shout-out to Michael in Iowa City and Luna in Texas. Um... I've been, uh, well, playing on my phone, listening to back episodes of Weird AF News is what I've been doing. And let me just say, uh, I completely understand where Michael is coming from, that feeling of not wanting to get too political, you know, here on Weird AF. But you're right, Michael's right. This situation is ridiculous with gun violence. And talking to people about the necessary changes and to keep talking is what we all need to do. Even if we disagree on how to make those changes, we need to talk about it because we have a gun problem in America. We're apparently not mature enough to have guns, which is really kind of sad. Um, and Luna, you just crack me up, girl. I have a 13-year-old son, and and when you started talking about, oh, my gosh, I said I don't have too many friends. Ah, I said that on his voicemail. Oh, you made me laugh so hard. Anyway, Jonesy, thanks for playing their voicemails, and thanks for everything you do. I hope everybody out there stays safe. Don't just talk to your congressman. Talk to your friends and your neighbors. And start talking to those NRA members. They don't have to give their memberships up. They don't have to give their guns up. But they definitely need to start putting that pressure on their their organization. But that attitude needs to change. Because we've got to grow up as a country and quit talking about how we've got rights and we're entitled. If we're hurting each other, we don't need those rights because we can't handle them. Rights come with responsibilities. And all the responsible gun owners, we need to speak up and say stop hurting and killing people. Anyway, y'all, y'all have a great day. Um, thanks again, Jonesy. Bye. 
Hey, Jensie, it's Connie from Cedartown, Georgia. You're, I was calling about your Florida Friday show when you were doing the Florida um, definitions. Um, also, the Panama City Beach area and Fort Walton Beach, and um, you can even include Alabama's Gulf Shores. All of that is known as the Redneck Riviera, too. <laughs> so... If you hear anybody refer to that, that's where the area they're talking about. But we call that area Ritnick Riviera in Georgia. So I was going to add that to the mix. And the Celtics lost, but it's not a lost cause. It's just game two that they lost. So I'm on the prize. They're going to go all the way, I have no doubt, because they have Al Horford. God love him. He did his time in Atlanta. So... He deserves a ring and a trophy just for that. So anyway, y'all have a good day, and everybody take care. I love y'all, and good luck with your life, man. Bye. Jonesy, man, how the hell are you? I got to say, this COVID is a bitch. I'm so over it. Because I'm not over the illness, but I'm mentally over it. Oh, speaking of mentally, I'm super happy that you have BetterHelp Online Counseling as a sponsor. As a sponsor. Um, in my mind, that just makes you, like, it elevates the podcast because every other podcast I listen to, be it, you know, from, you know, the New York Times or NPR or, um, oh, brain fog, I just blanked on the name. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that all of the, the prestigious news organization podcasts that I listen to all have BetterHelp as a sponsor. So I love seeing you up there with them. And then uh, I hope that they're throwing some ducats your way. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's cool, man. Anyway, um, as funny as it is to hear you say that amphorae is an ancient Greek smoking weed-smoking device, which is lovely to think of and hilarious to hear you say. Um, Amphorae are those giant wine jugs that you see that are, like, as tall as a person and big around, and they're, like, vase-shaped, and they have, like, the handles on the sides that look like little arms, like tiny little arms that are useless because there's no way you could lift a giant jug of wine that heavy with a tiny little arm like that. Um, So, yeah, that's what an amphorae is, so... I mean, you were right that it's for something that uh, messes you up um, in a good way, but it's not its not marijuana this time. It's wine. Actually, I uh, studied Greeks and Romans, and I never have thought to research or look into their smoking habits, if they smoked, if they had tobacco or another plant or leaf that they discovered the properties of. Um, I feel like mostly what I hear about them is the wine. That was kind of their jam. Um, so anyway, keep it up. Love you. Love the show. Good luck with your life, man. <laughs>